Welcome to Zichud Avsi, my name is Rabbi Avram Goldai, and today we're going Yuma, Daf Nun Tes, the fifth parak, Hotziyolo. So the three topics we're going to focus on, number one, the Gemara brings up rights regarding how the blood was applied to the Mizbech HaPnimi. Rabbi Shmuel said, Shnei Kohan Gudon Nishtar B'Mikdash Rishon, two Kohan Gudon remained alive from the days of Bais Rishon. This one said, Biyad Hikapti, with my hand, I soak the Mizbech HaZahab, when placing blood on, on Yom Kippur. And this one said, Baragwa Hikapti, with my feet, I circled it. Each one gave their reason. The one who circled it with his feet explained, The term around, written in connection to the inner altar, is to be interpreted like the term around, written in connection with the outer altar. Just as the Kohen Gadol walked around the outer altar to apply the blood, so too he walked around the inner altar. The one who circled the Mizbech with his hand explained, the entire Mizbech HaPnimi takes the space of a single horn of Mizbech HaChitzon, which Rashi explains was an Amma by an Amma. So just as the Kohen Gadol stood in place at any given corner of the Mizbech HaChitzon, so too he stood in place while performing the applications around the entire Mizbech HaPnimi. Point number two, the Mishnah Daf Nun Ches Amabes states that after the Kohen Gadol sprinkled the blood on the corners of the Mizbech HaPnimi, he then sprinkled upon the purity of the Mizbeach seven times. The Gemara here asks, My Tihara, what does the purity of the Mizbeach mean? And brings a revised explanation. Rabbi Baruch Shiva said, Agulia de Mizbeach, it means upon the exposed top of the Mizbeach. Similar to how the term purity is used in the Pasuk, and it was like the appearance of the heavens in purity. The term purity refers to a state of clarity. The Mishnah used the word similarly, alluding to the fact that Kongado was required to clear a section on top of the Mizbeach of the coals and ashes left there by the burning of the Gatoris and to sprinkle the blood on the exposed, purified surface. And point number three, the Mishnah stated that the bloods of the offerings would eventually mix in the canal and flow out to Nachal Kidron, where it was sold to gardeners for fertilizer, umoling behen, and one is liable for me'ila for its unauthorized use, that is, if they don't pay for it. The Gemara brings Malchokas if there's me'ila midrabanan, and adds that everyone agrees that the Raisa, there is no me'ila for sacrificial blood, and brings three sources for this. Ula said that the Pusik states with regard to sacrificial blood, lechem, I've signed it for you upon the Mizbeach to provide atonement. Shalachem yehe, the phrase lechem implies it shall be yours, and there's no prohibition on me'ila. A sage from the Yeshiva Rabbi Shimon taught a Raisa that said the Pusik says lechaper, to provide atonement. Kapara nasativ logo me'ila, I've assigned the blood for atonement, but not to be subject to me'ila. Rabbi Yochanan said the Pasuk states, who, in the Pasuk, he adam, who, benefesh yechaber, for it's the blood that atones for the soul. This teaches that we've kapara, kalacha kapara. It is in the same category before kapara as after kapara. Just as after kapara, it's not subject to me'ila, so too before kapara, it's not subject to me'ila. The Gemara challenges Rabbi Yochanan's interpretation. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara brings a price regarding how the blood was applied to the Mizbech HaPnimi. Rabbi Shmuel said, Shnei Two Kohan Gadoin remained alive from the days of Bayez Rishon. This one said, Biyad Hikafti, with my hand I circled the Mizbech HaZahav, when placing blood on, on Yom Kippur. And this one said, Baragla Hikafti, with my feet I circled it. Each one gave their reason. The one who circled it with his feet explained, Savi de Mizbech Benimi, Kasavi de Mizbech HaChitzon. The term around written in connection with the inner altar is to be interpreted like the term around written in connection with the outer altar. Just as the Kohan Gadol walked around the outer altar to apply the blood, so too he walked around the inner altar. The one who circled the Mizbech HaPanimi with his hand explained, The entire Mizbech HaPanimi takes the space of a single horn of the Mizbech HaChitzon, which Rashi explains was an Amma by an Amma. So just as the Kohen Gadol stood in place at any given corner of the Mizbech HaChitzon, so too he stood in place while performing the applications around the entire Mizbech HaPanimi. Pointing to the Mishnah Dab Nun Chesam Bey states that after the Kohen Gadol sprinkled the blood on the corners of the Mizbech HaPanimi, he then sprinkled upon the purity of the Mizbech seven times. 
The Gemara here asks, what does purity of the Mizbech mean? It brings a revised explanation of what Rabbi Rabbi Shiva said. Agulia the Mizbech, it means upon the exposed top of the Mizbech, similar to how the term purity is used in the Pasuk, Uka'etzim Hashemayim Motor. It was like the appearance of the heavens in purity. The term purity refers to a state of clarity. The Mishnah used the word similarly, alluding to the fact that the Kongada was required to clear a section on top of the Mizbech of the coals and ashes left there by the burning of the Katoris and to sprinkle the blood on the exposed purified surface. And point number three, the Mishnah said that the bloods of the offerings would eventually mix in the canal and flow out to Nacho Kidron where it sold to gardeners for fertilizer umolin behen. And one is liable for me'il for its unauthorized use, that is if he doesn't pay for it. The Gloria brings him on hook as if there's me'il midura, but and adds that everyone agrees that there are rights that there is no meal for sacrificial blood and brings three sources for this. Ula said the Pasuk states the regard to sacrificial blood, lechem. I've signed it to you for upon the Mizbeach to provide atonement. The phrase Lechem implies that it should be yours, and there is no prohibition of Me'ila. A sage from the Yeshiva of Shimon taught a brace that said that Pasuk says Lechaper to provide atonement. I've assigned the blood for atonement, but not to be subject to Me'ila. Rabbi Yochanan said the Pasuk states who in the Pasuk, he adam who benefesh yechaper, for it is the blood that atones for the soul. This teaches that if kapara kalacha kapara, it is in the same category before kapara as after kapara. Just as after kapara it's not subject to me'ila, so to before kapara it's not subject to me'ila. The more challenges Rabbi Yochanan's interpretation. All right, so now we go to Simber Dafinun Tess, and this was suggested to us by way of Benjamin Michel from Boca Raton and Eitan Gavrin, who both suggested Nun Tess is a knight, a knight, a knight in shining armor. So here goes. As the knight walked clumsily around a golden altar, dopping blood on its corners, while looking for a clear place on top for sprinkling, gardeners in night costumes lined up in the distance to pay for water from a stream flowing with blood. Once again, it's slow motion. As the knight, knight, that must be more duff, nuntes. As the knight walked clumsily around the golden altar, dopping blood on his corners, which reminds the Gmur brings a price regarding how the blood was applied to the Mizbech of Pnimi. Rishmael said, Two Gohan Gadoin remained alive from the days of Bais Rishon. This one said, Biyadihi Kafti, with my hand I circled the Mizbech Zahab when placing blood on, it, on Yom Kippur. And this one said, Baragoi Kafti, with my feet I circled it. And each one gave their reason. The one who circled it with his feet explained, Savi de Mizbech Pnimi, Kasavi de Mizbech Achitzon. The term around written in connection to the inner altar is to be interpreted like the term around written in connection with the outer altar. So just as the Kohen Gadol walked around the outer altar to apply the blood, so too he walked around the inner altar. The one who circled the Mizbech Pinimi with his hand explained, the entire Mizbech Pinimi takes the space of a single horn of the Mizbech HaChitzon, which Rashi explains was an Amma by an Amma. So just as the Kohen Gadol stood in place at any given corner of the Mizbech HaChitzon, so too he stood in place while performing the applications around the entire Mizbech Pinimi. So, as the knight walked clumsily around a golden altar, daubing blood on his corners, while looking for a clear place on top for sprinkling, which reminds the Mishan Duff in Nunches Amun Bey states that after the Kongal sprinkled the blood on the corners of the Mizbech Abnimi, he saw Tihosh Mizbech Shavapamin. He then sprinkled upon the purity of the Mizbech seven times. The Gemur here asks, My Tihar, what does the purity of the Mizbech mean? And brings a revised explanation of what of Shiva said. Agulia de Mizbech means upon the exposed top of the Mizbech, similar to how the term purity is used in the Pasuk, and it was like the appearance of the heavens in purity. The term purity refers to a state of clarity. The Mishnah used the word similarly alluding to the fact that the Kongada was required to clear a section on top of the Mizbech of the coals and ashes left there by the burning of the Katoris and to sprinkle the blood on the exposed purified surface. So as the knight walked clumsily around a golden altar daubing blood on his corners while looking for a clear place on top for sprinkling, gardeners in night costumes lined up in the distance to pay for water from a stream 
flowing with blood, which reminds us. The Mishnah said that the bloods of the offerings would eventually mix in the canal and flow out to Nachal Kidron, where it was sold to gardeners for fertilizer, umolimban, and one is liable for me'ila for its unauthorized use. The more brings them out because if there is me'ila de and adds that everyone agrees that the rights there is no me'ila for sacrificial blood and brings three sources. Ula said that the Pasuk states with regard to sacrificial blood, Lachem, I've signed it for you upon the altar to provide atonement. Shalachem yehei. The phrase Lachem implies that it should be yours and that there is no prohibition of Me'ila. A sage from the Yeshiva Rabbi Shimon taught a price that said the Pasuk says, Lachaper, to provide atonement. I've assigned the blood for atonement, but not to be subject to Me'ila. And Rabbi Yochanan said the Pasuk states, who? In the Pasuk, he adam, who benefesh yechaper, for it's the blood that atones for the soul. This teaches that it is in the same category before Kabora as after Kabora. Just as after Kabora it's not subject to Me'ila, so to before Kabora is not subject to Me'ila. And the Kabora challenges Rabbi Yochanan's interpretation. So once again, as the night walked clumsily around a golden altar, dopping blood on its corners, while looking for a clear place on top for sprinkling, gardeners in night costumes lined up in the distance to pay for water from a stream, flowing with blood. All right, now it's time for a four-blood-back Chazorah. Daphnun Hay, so the symbol of Daphnun Hay is a speed limit sign of 55. So here goes. The children learning about speed limit signs, speed limit signs, that must be more on Daphnun Hay. The children learning about speed limit signs who were allowed to throw red water balloons towards the sign, but not hit it. Which reminds the Bryce was taught regarding the Kohen God of sprinkling the bloods in the Kodesh Kadashim, that when he does Hazah one time above, he does not do Hazah on the Kaporis so that the blood will touch its top, but only opposite the thickness of the Kaporis without the drops of blood actually coming in contact with it. The Gemara asks for the source that the first sprinklings of the bull blood and go blood are not aimed to come in contact with the top of the Kaporis, but are merely sprinkled upwards. Rav Achibar Yaakov said in the name of Rav Yizera that the Pasuk states regarding the blood of the goat, and he shall sprinkle it upon the kaporis, meaning above, and in front of the kaporis, meaning below. Since the reference to below is not necessary, given that it can be learned out from the law of below from the blood of the bull, we can use the word below to learn a hekish of all to lifne, from the sprinklings upon the kaporis to the sprinklings in front of the kaporis, just as the sprinklings done before the kaporis don't reach the kaporis, so too the sprinkling above doesn't reach the kaporis. So the children learning about speed limit signs who are allowed to throw red water balloons towards the sign but not hit it, while counting out loud with concentration. Which reminds me, we went to the Mishnah on Dav Nun Gemal and so when the Kongado counted the Hazaz, Hazari Shonen Srichem Minyan in Koachas Vaachas, the first sprinkling, meaning the one directed upward, must be counted along with each and every one of the successive Hazaz, the seven directed downward. Rabbi Lazar said the reason is, so that he will not err in the counting of the sprinklings. Rashi explains that by counting the first sprinkling with each of the seven, the Kongado gains a moment to concentrate between each of the seven countings, which prevents him from inadvertently skipping or repeating a number. Rabbi Yochanan said that the reason is based on the Pasuk, and in front of the Kaboras, he shall sprinkle. Since there was no need to state Yazet, since sprinkling was mentioned early in the Pasuk, it's coming to teach that the first Hazah must be counted with each of the next seven. According to Rabbi Yochanan, if someone did not count the first one each time, but didn't err in the Hazahs, he has not fulfilled his Chiyub and must repeat the Hazahs. So the children running about speed limit signs who were allowed to throw red water balloons towards a sign but not hit it, while counting out loud with concentration, were told the true story of an owner of obligatory kinim who was killed in a speeding accident before his birds were offered. Which reminds us, we learned in the Mishnah on Daphne Nungamon Beis that according to Rabbi Yehuda, there was only a single stand to hold the containers of blood for after the Hazaz. The more brings a related ruling from a race that states that Rabbi says that there were no shofaros, no collection boxes in the Azar for the obligatory kinim because of the danger of intermixing the chattas with the ola. The Gemara asks what is meant by the danger of intermixing, and after rejecting the initial interpretations, concludes the decree was enacted because of the possibility of intermixing a chattas whose owner has certainly died. 
If he dies before the contents of the box are offered, all the mice in the box will be rendered invalid. Dafnun Vav. So the symbol Dafnun Vav is the Shusher and Shul going, Nu, Nu. So here goes. The Shusher and Shul said, Nu, Nu. Shusher and Shul going, Nu, Nu. That must be more on Dafnun Vav. The Shusher and Shul said, Nu, Nu. As he was about to make Kish on Kusi wine purchase Arab Shabbos, which reminds us that on Dafnun Hay, I'm a basic more said than the case where the owner of a Chattis bird has certainly died. The reason of Yudah does not permit designated for Zuzim which is the price of a bird to be the money of the dead owner, and throwing them into the water and letting the other zuzim in the collection box be permissible, is the Rebuta does not hold a brayer. The Gemara asks, where does it know the Rebuta does not hold a brayer? And brings a case in a brace where one purchased wine from Kusim on Erev Shabbos before dark, and he didn't have the kale into which to pour the necessary truma and mice portions. Rebuta permits one to rely on brayer to designate the trumas and mices now and separate them later, whereas Rebuta, Rebiosi, and Rebi Shimon prohibited from drinking the wine until the trumas and mices have been separated. The Gemara rejects this proof, bringing their words at the end of the brace, which state that they said to Rebimir, Are you not moted that wineskin might split open and the wine will spill, and he will have been found retroactively to having drunk Tevil? It's clear from here that their position is not based on the rejection of Brera. So the Shushur and Shul said, Nu, nu, as he was about to make Kiddush on Kusi wine, purchased Arab Shabbos, got so distracted when news came the Chachman arrived in the West before Shabbos, reminds us, the more brings a proof that Rebuta does not hold a brayer from a brayer atop by Ayo regarding making two conditional Arab and when one does not know in which direction the Chachman is coming from on Shabbos. Rebuta says, A person may not make stipulations concerning two things, two Chachamim, simultaneously, but only concerning a single Chachim regarding whom he may say that if the Chachim comes to the east, his Arab is to the east. If he comes to the west, his Arab is to the west. Now when it was asked for Rebuta permits the two Arabin in the case of a single Chachim, if he doesn't hold a Brera, Rabbi Yochanan answered, Shkabar The case of the single Chalkam is an instance in which he'd already arrived before Shabbos. Rashi explains that the person making the Arab was simply unaware of his location. From the onset of Shabbos, he certainly wants the Arab, which is towards the Chalkam's location. Therefore, from the moment that he makes the two Arabin, one of them is fully valid. When he learns the Chalkam's location on Shabbos, the revelation is merely informing him of what had been determined before. There is no need to involve the use of Brera. So the Shushar in Shul, who said, Nu, nu, as he was about to make Kiddush on Kusi wine purchased Arab Shabbos, got so distracted when news came the Chachman arrived in the West before Shabbos that he accidentally put the coast down on the plate marked for Havdalah instead of the one marked for Kiddush. Which reminds us, we learned earlier that Rebuta permits only one stand to be used for the blood out of concern that with two stands the Kohen Gadol might confuse the bloods and take the wrong one. They were asked why Rebuta does not permit taking two gold stands or writing upon each one, which one is for the bull's blood and which one is for the goat's blood. After all, we see Rebuta regards the writing on the various collection boxes is a sufficient safeguard against confusing them. The Gemara answers Rebuta is concerned Mishum Chush the Kongado Lavadaiti, that due to the weakness of the Kongado, will not bear in mind to check the labels on the stands. Daf Nunzain, so the Simmer Daf Nunzain is a nose, and we use Pinocchio's nose. So here goes. The red Pinocchio, Pinocchio, that must be one Daf Nunzain, nose. The red Pinocchio hanging in front of a curtain with blood splattered on it, which reminds us of Bryce had taught that when the Kongado does Hazal, he does not do Hazal on the Parochas, but only opposite the Parochas without the drops of blood actually coming in contact with it. Rebbe Lezabred Rebiosi said, Anir Isia Baromi, I saw the Parochas in Rome, and there were many drops of blood of the part in Sir of Yom Kippur. Clearly, the blood was meant to reach the Parochas. The Gemara questioned his proof, suggesting that perhaps he saw the blood of the Parlam Davar, or the Sir of Odazora, and answered that he recognized the correct blood because he saw they had been done in sequence, one above and seven progressively lower. So the red Pinocchio hanging in front of a curtain with blood splattered on it had been dipped in a bucket full of bull and goat blood 
that was accidentally mixed, which reminds the asks, what's to be done if the blood of the bull becomes mixed with the blood of the goat before any sprinklings are performed? Rabbi said, the Kohen God places the mixture one time above and seven times below, and this is sufficient for both applications. When Rabbi Yermia heard this teaching, he said, these foolish Babylonians, it's because they dwell in a dark land, they state murky teachings. According to Rabbi, this means the Kohen God applies the above sprinkling of the seir before he applies the below sprinkling of the part. And the Torah stated, the kilo machapra is a kodesh, and he shall complete the kapar for the kodesh, from which we can infer, complete the kapar of the blood of the par, and afterwards complete the kapar of the blood of the seir. Rather, the Kohen God first places the mixture one time above and seven times below for the par obligation, and then does the same for the seir. So the red Pinocchio hanging in front of a curtain with blood splattered on it had been dipped in a bucket full of bull and goat blood, that was accidentally mixed and placed right next to a golden altar that just received its once a year blood application, which reminds us. The Mishnah on Dab Nun Gimam Bey stated that before doing the blood applications on the Mizbacha Zahav, the Kongara poured the blood of the bull into the blood of the goat. The more seeks to identify the town of our Mishnah and concludes that it's Rabbi Yoshi, based on a bracelet where he says that the blood should be mixed, and Rabbi Yonason says they should be applied separately. Rabbi Yoshi has said to him, Does the Torah not state that Aaron shall perform Kapara upon its horns? Achas Vashana once a year, implying that only one set of applications is made from both bloods. Rabbi Yonason said to him, But does the Torah not state, and you should take Midam HaPar Midam HaSir from the blood of the Par, and from the blood of the Sir, and place it on the horns of the Mizbech, implying they should be placed separately? If so, why does the Torah state Achas Vashana one time a year? To teach you that there's one application for the Par, and not two, and one application for the Seir, and not two. Dafnun Ches, the Simmer Dafnun Ches, says Noah Goldberg, the zookeeper. So here goes. Noah Goldberg the zookeeper. Noah Goldberg the zookeeper. That must be one daf nun ches. Noah Goldberg the zookeeper always put his feeding bowls within feeding bowls, which reminds us Rami Bar Kama asked with Chissa, what's the lach of a Kohen place a Mizrach, a receiving bowl, inside another Mizrach, and receive the blood of a carbon in it? Do we say, min b'mino chotzetz or eno chotzetz? So after rejecting one proof that it does not, one proof that it does, the more presents an alternative version of Rami Bar Kama's question, derech sheres bekach or ain derech sheres bekach? Is it considered a proper manner of service to do so, to receive the blood in a bowl within a bowl or not? More answer from our brides taught in Yeshiva Rabbi Shmo that the Torah states, as Ashars, Asher Kodesh, and they should take all the service vessels they use for service in the holy place. The Pusik speaks of Shnei Kelim Besheros Achas, two Kelim and one service, implying that two Kelim may be used for one service. So Noch Goldberg, the zookeeper, who always put his feeding bowls within feeding bowls, often dreamed of becoming Kohen Gadol Yom Kippur, doing Hazan the Baruchas while standing between it and the Mizbah HaZahav. Which reminds the next mission describes the Avodah the Kohen Gadol did on the Mizbah HaZahav after concluding the sprinkling on the Baruchas. The Pasuk states, V'yatz al Mizbech HaShulifnei Hashem, He shall go out to the Mizbech that is before Hashem. Zem Mizbah HaZahav, this refers to the Golden Altar. The Gemara brings a bright to the taught. What is the Torah teaching when it says, V'yatz al Mizbech, the Kohen Gadol shall go out to the Mizbech. So when Nehemiah says, L'fishim etzinu babar haba'al kol mitzvah, since we find that the Kohen Gadol's bull chat is brought for inadvertently committing a sin that is punishable by Karas as a result of his own incorrect halachic ruling, that at the moment the Kohen Gadol does hazad towards the parochas, he stands past the Mizbech, between the Mizbech and the entrance to the Heichel. It might have been thought that here, too, he stands past the Mizbech. The Pasuk concerning the Yom Kippur offering therefore states, but Yatza el HaMizbech, he should go out to the Mizbech, from which we infer that previously when doing Hazot on the Paroches, he was standing Lifnim Min HaMizbech, inwards from the Mizbech, between the Mizbech and the Paroches. So Noch Goldberg the zookeeper, who always put his feeding bowls within feeding bowls, often dreamed of becoming Kohen Gadol Yom Kippur, doing Hazot on the Paroches while standing between it and the Mizbech HaZahav, and then walking past the Mizbech. 
before dumping blood on it. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings up rice with Malchus between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yossi Aglili regarding the sequence of Kongadal used to dab blood on each of the four corners of the Mizbacha Zahav. The Gemara notes the Kliyama Mia Bahau Karen de Pagabarisha Avid. Everyone agrees that the corner which the Kongadal first encounters as he walks towards the Mizbech is not the one he does the first application of blood on. Rashi explains that he first encounters a western corner. So what's the reason for this? She will answer that the Pasuk states, but Yatsa Ahamizbech, that he should go out to the altar. This implies he should not make any blood applications at all until he passes the entire length of the Mizbech. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which topic is between Rabbah and Rabbi Yumi regarding what is done when the blood of the bull and the goat become mixed before any hazos were done? That's on Duff. Nun Zion. Good number two. Which of the one that the tear of the Mizbech was a clear spot of ashes and contorts with a cone guttle sprinkled dumb? That's on Duff. Nun task. Good number three. Which of the one the cone guttle walked past the Mizbech is out before daubing his corners based on the Pasuk Vyatse El Mizbech? That's on Duff. Nun chas. Good number four. Which of the one the cone guttle stands between the Parochas and the Mizbech is and does Hazah on the Parochas? That's on Duff. Nunches. Good number five. Which of the one the Kongado counts Achas, Achas Vachas to increase his concentration so he doesn't skip or repeat a count? That's on Duff. Nunhe. Good number six. Which of the one the stone of the Kondosh Kadoshim was named the Evan Shasia because the world was founded from it? That's on Duff. Nundalad. Good number seven. Which of the one the one could put a Mizrak, a receiving bowl, in another one to receive the blood? That's on Duff. Nunches. Good number eight. Which of the one people would pay for use of the water in the Nachal Kidron had dumb in it so that there was no Me'ila? That's on Duff. Nuntas. Good number nine. Which of the Malchus Rabbi Yoshim Rabbi Yonason, whether the blood of the bull and the goat are mixed or not before the applications on the Mizbach Zahav? That's on Duff. Nunzain. Good. Number ten. Which of the Malchus, whether the Kongado circled the Mizbach Pnimi or just stood in one spot? That's on Duff. Nuntas. Excellent. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichur wishing you a great day and great learning.